with sports reporter for the West Australian, Craig O'Donoghue. Craig, good afternoon and welcome back to the program. I'll happily take $1 million to not pay play for the 76ers. I reckon you'd take a mill to not play for them as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just walk away quite happily. You know, we don't need the full 28. Like, oh. A million dollars to not pay will do me fine. Oh, you, you certainly would. I mean, it's, it's crazy what... Uh, the amount of money uh, they do get over in the NBA and, uh, you know, all the trades and uh, running to different teams, it's quite remarkable uh, what we see over in the NBA. And uh, it's significantly less here in the NBL, uh, but uh, the Perth Wildcats, geez, they've uh, they've had a good, pretty good-looking uh, winter and um, they're shaping up pretty nicely as we head towards the start of the NBL season. So how do you think they've uh, they've shaped up so far? Yeah, the roster's looking good. Like They've filled the roles that I think were missing last year. They clearly have someone who's going to focus on the defensive side of the game. Someone who's going to in terms of their starting five, someone who will be able to shoot, someone who will be able to play point guard. Like All the main things. We looked at last year and it felt like everyone was an attacking sort of player, um, which was great, and they ended up being a really attacking team. But in the end, when, when push came to shove, they, they, they lacked someone who was just going to hone in on defence. And I think having that those, those players who are just going to say, this is my job, Damien Martin style, I'm going to stop someone, I'm going to be in your face and then let Bryce and someone else shoot if necessary, that's really important. And I think it's more balanced squad this year. Mm. How'd they go against uh, St. Mary's on Sunday? Well, it was only five players who, who, who um, were actually out there from the Wildcats. Um, so Nick Kay was one of the guys who was out there running around, believe it or not. So um, they've had, they had a lot of players who were just in Perth at the time, um, so none of their imports played, um, none of their new recruits played at all, actually. So it was more four guys who were just looking to have a bit of a run, run around. And so Nick Kay's been back training with them because he's back from Japan at the moment and is living over here. So it was literally uh, a case of whoever was available, uh, here's a great chance to have a run around and um, give the guys from St Mary's, who have got a couple of Perth boys uh, playing with them. Uh, and it was an opportunity for them to, the, the scenarios guys, to experience playing basketball against men. Mm. Okay. Um, Craig, could you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the recruits made by the Perth Wildcats in this offseason? Firstly, Brady Manick, uh, American recruit. He seems like he could be a cult hero type of figure. Can you tell us a bit about him? Well, you'll notice he's a cult hero because he's got a great beard and he's got great hair, um, and that's what makes him stand out. You can't miss him on court. And he has said that's his identity now. That's how people recognise him. But apart from that, he can seriously play the game. Like, so he, he was shooting at 40% from the three as, as a power forward. So he can, he can do that. He can also defend really well, um, rebound really well. So he's going to play both ends of the court for them strongly, uh, which is really important. Uh, and was one of the players who was looked at uh, by NBA teams in the draft, went to NBA G League Elite Camp, which is the same thing that Luke Travers went through. So he looks really talented and is an energizer bunny. That's what he looks like as well. The sort of guy who is going to make fans get excited, make his teammates get excited, and bring other people into the game. I think we all love those sorts of players. So he's someone who's, who's looking like he's going to be a, a real recruit to watch. There are other Americans, um, Tayshawn Thomas, who's a little bit different to Manic in that Manic's 23 and fresh out of college. Thomas is, is a he's a professional. He's been in the game for several years, um, playing in many countries, 29 years old. He's a dad. He's got a young kid who he's brought over here as well. So he, he understands the system of playing professional basketball and being under pressure all throughout the world. If you don't perform, you get cut. So he understands those pressures and knows that you know, you've got to perform 
week in, week out to make sure that you, you, you earn your pay. So he's a big, big man. He's a big, powerful man, um, and he'll, he'll play that centre role for them and just give them a, a really strong presence. And, and a bit like uh, uh, Manic, he'll give them a, a defensive focus um, when required. And their other big uh, recruit for the off-season was Corey Webster from New Zealand. Signed with them initially in 2017 and didn't come, um, but he's a, he's a shooter. So what you'll see late in games, they'll bring Webster on and they'll say, Bryce Cotton's on the floor, Corey Webster's on the floor, pick your poison. One of them's going to shoot threes. Who are you going to try to close down? If they, close, if they double-team Cotton, they've got Webster who they can go to on the outside. So um, they're, they're planning for every possible scenario because we saw last year, Melbourne United said the way to win the championship is to not get beaten by Bryce Cotton, and they signed three blokes just to play on him and throughout every single game. Now, of course, they didn't actually win it, but uh, cause, um, they didn't have to worry about Bryce. But uh, you can see that they're, they're planning around what other teams are going to do, and, and that's an important phase of the preseason for them. Mm. Uh, what's the latest on Devondrick Walker? Uh, training with the Perth Wildcats, I see. Yeah, there's a, there's a stack of blokes training with the Perth Wildcats. And I think it was more literally just that he won the NBL One West MVP award, um, the, the other night playing for Rockingham. It's been fantastic for them all season. Uh, and he's in Perth. So that, that's what John really has said is he wants to make the Wildcats a place where if you are a talented basketballer, you can come and train because they need extra bodies. Um, when players are injured, they need someone to fill in at, at training. They sign training players every single year. So there were, it felt like there was a footy team there yesterday. There were so many players on court. And it just it provides extra energy. So you can, you can run better drills. You can, you, when players um, need treatment, they can step off and someone else can step in. So he won't be playing for them. It was more that he's in Perth. He's a talented player. They've, they've been looking to get as many players available as possible. Um, and he was part of the training program yesterday. I think what we'll see is every time we turn up to training, there'll probably be a different face every now and then. So uh, they won't be playing games, but they'll be part of the training program. Okay. Uh, John Rilly, the new head coach, uh, what do you expect he'll bring to this side? He'll bring defence, that's for sure. That's what he's t- talked about at every single press conference so far, that he believes in the, the, the defensive side of the game, which is something that Australian basketball really values. We've, we've seen it uh, with Trevor Gleeson at the Wildcats. We've seen it as a real strong part of the Australian boomers culture. And John Rilly has been part of that Australian um, boomers team as an assistant coach. So, he recognises that what we love to do as Australians is get down and get dirty and work hard for our teammates. And the pure talent side of the game, a lot of people may not necessarily have compared to the American players um, who are playing in the NBA, but what we know is if you work really, really hard together, that you can overcome talent just through work rate. And I think we'll see work rate go through the roof with this team and a real focus on the defensive boards, get, getting it out, and, and then running once they get the ball back. But, yeah, I, th- I think one of the focuses will be pretty much what, what Trevor Gleeson used to call Wildcats basketball, which is defend like your life depends on it, and then we'll work out the scoring after that. OK, uh, so just taking a look at the NBL off-season here, Craig, uh, who have been the big movers in your eyes, and uh, have the Wildcats been able to keep up? Can we see them make their way back into the playoffs? So they only just missed out last year with a 16-12 record, and under... A new system that's been brought in this year, which is a play-in tournament. If you finish fifth or sixth, you will get the opportunity to play off for a spot in the playoffs. If that makes sense, so uh, it'll be three v four and five v six. I think it works out to um, for an opportunity to go into the playoffs. So uh, that will be really interesting. So last year they would have the opportunity to try to get their way back in, even though they didn't finish top four. So that gives them more of an opportunity to make the playoffs. 
it's a good squad. Uh, we have seen that the Adelaide 36ers have recruited like absolute maniacs this year. So it'll be interesting to see whether that results in, in results on the court. Uh, we know that the Brisbane Bulls have gone to Aaron Baines. Uh, obviously, fantastic for, for Australia for so many years and in the NBA. So there's big names who are coming into the competition. Injury plays a massive part in, in the season, though. We all know that. It's potential for COVID to once again rear its ugly head at some point in the season. And you just never know how teams will go where they'll all gel with, 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 with their um, different programs. So mm-hmm. I would expect the Wildcats to be one of the teams around the mark. I think it's never going to be as competitive as what it will be this year. It'll be as hard as it's ever been to make the playoffs this season because the teams are getting closer in terms of talent levels. There's more teams and there's less spots. There's four, uh, only four spots for 10 teams. They'll be looking forward to those 15, 16 having a chance to, to break in during that play-in tournament. But yeah, it's, it's not going to be simple for anyone this season. You need a lot to go right and it doesn't take much to go wrong for you to just this out. Just some NBL news from the day. Alex McNaught has signed a two-year deal with the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, point guard there, so well done uh, to him and uh, well done to the Breakers. And uh, Craig, I, I just wanted to finish off with the Jack Jumpers because they were just uh, outstanding last season uh, in their inaugural year. Um, but, th- you know, they've just done so well with memberships. They sold out in under half an hour, I believe. The, the roof's going to come off at My State Bank Arena this season, I believe. Yeah, they've set a tone for the rest of uh, sports throughout the country that if you can get a team over there, then the, the people will turn out. So it's a good message to everyone that uh, there is a passionate supporter base down in Tasmania. And they've shown to every other team as well. If, if you can find an identity, which they had last year, which was Protect the Island, um, they, they really built their whole season around that and they, and they were terrific in getting through to the grand final, obviously. Um, they have passion. They, they have just everything about them is is enjoyable to watch. I think that's the most important thing. They seem to be having fun whilst playing for each other. So, um, And they started the season so poorly and came home like a freight train. So once again, as I said before, it's not about when you play teams or how you play against teams and, um, and how injuries are going and stuff. Often it's when you play teams. So it'll be really interesting to see how they go in that second season. But they are exciting. And um, I can see the AFL looking at them and going, Maybe we do need a team in Tassie, even though the numbers might not be looking so good for them at the moment in terms of stadiums and things like that. It's going to be interesting to see how other teams approach their uh, forays into Tasmania. Now they've seen how well the Jack Jumpers have gone. Craig, it's been a pleasure chatting here on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much for your time and all the very best.